Oh, hey guys, everyone, hold on. We got a couple more people coming in here. Oh, hey, look, it's Ted and Annette Fleming, everyone. Everyone say hi, Ted. They're both management, but they work together as competitors. Um, hey, hey guys, follow me right in here in the kitchen. I'll show you where some drinks are. We have Star Wars Han Solo and Carbonite Ice Cubes. I bought them from ThinkGeek.com. They're only $9.99. If you come over here to the buffet table, we have uh, some canned unicorn meat. It was 14 ounces, $9.99. It's out of stock right now. I got the last little bit there was over at ThinkGeek. If you guys follow me right here into the living room, I have a Star Trek area rug that's usually $69.99. I saved 29% at ThinkGeek.com, so it only really cost me $49.99. It's a pretty nice rug, you guys. Don't, don't put your feet on it too much. Oh, and there sound looks like it's my last guest. It might be my uh, neighbor, Dana Parrott. She said she'd stop over to say hi. Are you the key master? ThinkGeek.com has merchandise from all your favorite TV shows, movies, and comic books like Star Wars, Doctor Who, and the Ghostbusters. Just go to www.cannedairpodcast.com and take the Think Geek link in the middle of the page and look through tons of geek-inspired merchandise. By taking the Think Geek link on the page and making your purchases, you will be helping to support the Canned Air Podcast. So go to thinkgeek.com and start indulging the geeks in all of you. Thinkgeek.com, stuff for smart masses. You're listening to the Canned Air Podcast. Your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory! Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Can Dare, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jeff And joining us today, we have Frank Mueller, creator of The Devil You Know. Thanks for being with us, Frank. Thanks for having me. We're going to be recapping on Ant-Man trailer a little bit today. We finally got a little glimpse at it, and I mean a That's little. <laughs> a little TV glimpse. Needs. Did you see it? Uh-uh. No. Oh. Judd Apatow's uh, Simpson episode that he wrote 25 years ago is going to be written, or actually airing next week, excuse me, on the 11th. Um, then we're going to turn it over to Frank and talk about The Devil You Know. But before we do all that, let's get to recaps. Recaps! All right, let's just start right in on this Ant-Man trailer. So you said you didn't see it. I have not. Okay, well, Marvel, was it Marvel's website that did it first? Yeah, Marvel did it. Yep. They said you can get a, what was it, an ant-sized view of the trailer, and they <laughs> literally played it like, like three pixels big yeah, or something. Yeah, it was tiny. Like, I saw, I came across it because I was flipping through Facebook, and it said, oh, we have a blown-up version of the ant-sized version. And I was like, oh, okay. So I looked at it, and it was nothing but blur. I was like, well, what the hell is this? <laughs> and the, But the very end, the Ant-Man logo was crystal clear. And then later on, I found the actual one, and looking at it on my phone, all you see is this... One pixel of stuff going around, moving. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. It messed me up because I just thought there was something wrong with my video player. I was like, well, <laughs> it's, it's still buffering. It'll come yeah. full size. And I sat there and watched it a few times before I got it. Like, oh. What about you, Frank? You an Ant-Man fan? Are you excited to see this? Um, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I'm a little worried, too. I think this, you know, this one may be the, uh, this better be good. If you're going to sell Ant-Man to me, it better be good. Yeah, you know it has I mean? to be good, <laughs> definitely. Like, you, you could do a Captain America and be bad and still, you know, rake in, like, hundreds of millions of dollars, but a bad Ant-Man one, 
that that could sink the ship. So, but I'm sure they they seem to be uh, hitting batting a thousand right now. Yeah, they've had all really those do. problems with the the directors walking away and then trying to find a new director for it. Oh yeah, you're right. So I don't know. It'll just be interesting to see Paul Rudd not do a uh, a comedy. Yeah, you know. They seem to have gone uh, off script though, pretty pretty heavily on it. Like, yeah. I don't know if, how I'm gonna buy Scott Lang and not Hank Pym. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when we first heard that. Uh, uh, was it Michael Douglas is going to be Hank Pym? I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old Ant-Man. Like, what are they doing? Scott Lang was Ant-Man for a little while after, so he can, he should be all right, I guess. Yeah. You think they uh, steer cleared from Hank Pym because of the whole uh, the storyline where he beats uh, Wasp? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. I think, well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that one at all. Because he has, like, some, you know, his storyline has some dark moments, so I don't know if if they could sell him as a hero, especially in today's climate. Yeah. Just changing up the story to be more uh, family friendly, you mean? Yeah, give us right. a hero without, like, such a, such a dark past. Right. Maybe that's why the Punisher movies didn't do so well. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It could be. I enjoyed Warzone. Did you guys ever see Warzone? No. Punisher yeah. Warzone? That's the, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it was pretty good. That's the one with um, the guy who played uh, Titus Pulo in Rome, right? I believe so, yeah. It yeah, wasn't it the... Was. Uh, it was the most recent one. Yeah. yeah, it was the most recent. I still like the Dolph Lundgren one. <laughs> I enjoy that movie. I mean, it's it's definitely not great, but uh, I enjoy it on the same level that I probably enjoy, like, uh, Fantastic yeah, Four movies. Yeah, I was thinking. <laughs> I like the Thomas Jane one until Kevin Nash showed up in, like, a sailor outfit. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> And then we are getting a full view of this trailer on television, right? Yeah, on the 6th, I think it is, during the first episode of Agent Carter. Oh, it's also tomorrow for us, but it'll already happen to the listeners. So. Yeah, everyone will have seen it before us. If you haven't seen it, it's out now. Go go look at it. They released the it. day, I think it was the day after they released the ant size trailer that they released the full-size teaser. Also, the one that's going to be on television isn't like an extended, like that's what's going to air? No, the one on TV is going to be bigger. It's okay, going to be longer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it was just the teaser that they released. But yeah, it'll be, hopefully they'll show more because they really didn't show a lot. No, just Paul Rudd walking in a big building that said Pim and that was about it. And then Boots. You saw Boots, that was about it. <laughs> I don't remember. It was, I watched it only once and I was like so frustrated about the ant size thing. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, all right, moving along. Something on the Avengers? New Avengers Age of Ultron trailer is coming out on January 12th during the 2015 College Football Playoff National Championships oh, on ESPN. Hmm. Wonder what we're if we're going to get a lot of uh, new information or if it's just going to be a lot of the same clips in different order. I hope there'll be something. Maybe they'll show the vision this time after they've Ooh. leaked out what he looks like and stuff now. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, you haven't seen him? No. Looks badass. Mm-hmm. Where have you been? I was hanging out with Mike, I guess. <laughs> I'll learn about it next week. All right. <laughs> Always with the mic bashing. Why? <laughs> All righty. Yeah, January 12th at 8.30 p.m. So I have to go to ESPN. On, i got to find out what channel that is on my oh, TV. See, that'll be the first time I've ever set my DVR for a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> on ESPN. Right. I'm looking forward to it. I hope we do see the vision. Yeah. That'll do it for recaps. Recap it! And with that, let's just move right into the rumor mill. The rumors. Can't get away from the rumor mill. Yeah. 
rumors. All right, first thing I have here. Remember uh, when X-Men Days of Future Past was coming out, and it was said that all of uh, Anna Paquin's scenes as Rogue were going to be cut out? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess now, rumor has it, that they are going to be... The Rogue cut of the movie is going to be released sometime this summer. They're going to leave it in? They're going to release an edition of the movie with all those scenes in. But nice. it's not going to be like there's the theatrical release on there, too. It's going to be a movie of its own. What? Yeah, that's what I didn't get about it. Let me read this here. This is coming from ScreenCrush.com. Uh, oh, they're good. They're good. <laughs> Are they? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just I found it linked to another page or something. <laughs> James Finn, Vice President of Marketing and Communications, said via Twitter that Rogue Scenes will be released 2015 and will hit digital HD same day as the Blu-ray release, which is uh, not dated yet. But uh, yeah, it was someone on hit him up on Twitter saying, when are we going to get these Rogue releases? And it was just so very simple. All I said was summer 2015. Damn it, I don't remember what the, exact, what the next one was, but it was just that it was going to be its own movie. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know how... If she only had 10 minutes of footage anyway, how they can... It changes the story somehow, is what I was gathering from it, so... I mean, I get re-releasing the movie, putting her part in it where it should have been, and then saying it changes the whole tone of the movie. That's exactly what it is. Okay. Yeah. That I get, okay. It seemed like it would, the way they were wording it was it sounded like it was going to be somehow its own movie. It's like the, is it going to be like the Richard Donner cut of like Superman? Well, I'm not sure what that is, honestly. Mm. They re- re-released a, a cut of Superman with like how Richard Donner wanted it to be. And then like basically before the studio like, you know, forced him to do all the stuff he didn't really want to do. Oh no! I didn't realize that. You watch it. I mean, it's it's, it's the same movie, but it's 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 noticeably different. The Christopher Reeve version. Yeah. Okay. Son of a bitch! Oh, I didn't know that. It's yeah, been so yeah. long since I've seen that movie. It's still good. I mean, yeah. some of the graphics. I mean, like the most laughable part was when the uh, the spaceship crashes down from Krypton, and uh, Mom and Pa can't find the baby. Yeah. Little naked kids standing there. Yeah, it's so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but it's a different time. I think I prefer that to Man of Steel. Well, yeah, probably. I, pr- uh, I don't know. Close like call, that. actually. Yeah. But um, the best—I don't know—the best thing about Superman was Lex Luthor's underground base. Man, that that hideout he had. Yeah. Abandoned subway station that was with that big pool in mm-hmm. it. Yeah, he built the swimming pool in it. <laughs> that was, that was awesome. I would have loved to have that place. But uh, yeah, so. We'll see if this actually happens or not. It's supposed to be out sometime this summer. Anyway, Jack, you have something on a new Tony Stark. Yeah, I remember back earlier this year when the rumor was back and forth that uh, Robert Downey Jr. said, well, he was going to do Iron Man 4, and then like the next right. day he turned around on another show and said, no, I'm not doing it. Keeping well, people guessing. Apparently there is going to be someone rumored to be Iron Man in Iron Man 4. Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> no, it's going to be Ty Simpkins. Ty, Ty Simpkins. I'm not sure who that is. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Either. He is the kid that was in Iron Man three. <laughs> what the little kid at that? Yep. What? <laughs> yeah, okay, that's. It's supposed to be out. Rumored to be out in 2019, but he's gonna. Yeah, apparently he's rumored that he's gonna be playing Tony Stark, which he'll be about 18 or 19 that time. So is it going to be like a prequel movie? I or? don't know. I don't know. I just, I just bring these rumors up. Give me the answers, Jack! <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, well. That'll be interesting. I mean, that, that kid was how old in that movie, approximately? Maybe... He was born in 91, so he's pushing 12, 13. 91? 2001. 
Oh. Oh, okay. I was going to say that'd make him like uh, I know. I was like, 23 <laughs> or 24, something like that. Anything else on that? No. Moving along. Rumor has it. That District 9 director, Neil Bloomkamp. Well, this part isn't rumor. He actually did do this. He released on Instagram a bunch of concept drawings and paintings of a secret alien project he'd been working on. And I'm going to send you a link really quick here, Frank, so you can look at this with us. Sure. So you can so see here. Fine. Yeah, that looks pretty sweet. Is that a queen? Yeah. Yeah, it looks to be. And there looks to be some, like, alien ship and some kind of a bay here. Kind of and yeah, we're getting a lot of alien, like, uh, spaceship shots here. Looks yeah, like... Old Ripley. Old Ripley, <laughs> yes. What's what's his name? Can never Is remember. that Bishop the Android? Yeah, in the background, it's okay. Bill Paxton. Oh, okay. Bill Paxton, Bill Paxton, that's who it was. Yeah, I was trying to think of his name, yeah. <clears throat> the coolest picture in here was the one of Sigourney Weaver wearing some kind of, like, an alien space suit or something. It makes her look like one of the aliens. I don't know if it was meant to be a disguise or what, but it looks pretty badass. That picture, she almost looks like, if you ever watched uh, Farscape, the one, uh, the villain, what the heck, was Scorpius. He had a, like, a black leather suit that, that kind of looked like that. It wasn't real long in the back of the head, really? but, yeah, it reminds me of it. This looks like it would have been pretty sweet, but uh, he tweeted all these pictures out saying, this is something I was working on. Don't think I'm going to be working on it anymore. Oh. Hmm. So, so I think these pictures look pretty sweet. So it's like he just kind of gave up and said, ah, here, just take it. <laughs> It does look pretty awesome. It does look awesome. He's done some good movies for being on such a cheap budget, too. Yeah. Like District, was it District 9? Yeah. That was a good District, movie. I liked it. District 9 was pretty awesome. And then, it's, what was the, the other one? Not Oblivion, but... It's like El, El, Elysium. Elysium. Yeah. That, that one was, eh. Well, I've heard both ways, actually. I didn't yeah. want to see it, though. I haven't seen that one. Matt Damon in it. it, it it's sort of... Like, I don't know. It sort of was like, it, you know, it was like a middle of the road movie. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. The new one looks pretty good, though. Though it looks like he basically just took the script from Short Circuit and made another movie. <laughs> oh, uh, oh wow, Johnny Five. Yeah, I that Chappie. Chappie. Yeah, yeah there we that go. That movie looks. That movie looks really good. There's the website. There's a trailer for it. Chappie. Yeah. Chappie. I have to say that. I haven't even heard of it. Yeah, it's. it's oh it's wait a minute. Weird. Maybe I have. Yeah. I know what you're talking about because he he almost looks just like Johnny Five too, doesn't he? His face does kind of, but it's more he, of a human body. Yeah, he has like legs. Yeah, and he gets into racism. He gets what? into racism? <laughs> kinda, just because he's a robot. That's so kind of what on. District 9 was all about as well. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't think I've seen that one either. What was the other one that came out at the same time District 9 did? Aliens in the Attic? <laughs> <laughs> that's not even a movie, is it? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, it was a kid's movie. Oh, wow. Nope, not uh, that one. I can't think of a movie. Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, I just wanted to show you guys that the Alien movie that uh, had been kept from us. Now, it's just not going to be. He could have pulled it off, I bet. He could have done it. Oh, yeah. I can see that spacesuit working too, because like the armor itself will withstand the acid. What's James Cameron doing? Why can't he make another one? He's trying to do <laughs> Avatar three, four, and five, or two, oh, three, four, oh, and five. And uh, we don't three, need that. Through no, ten, we I don't. Think. Forget Avatar. Go back to making <laughs> aliens. Wow! I want to finish my story with big blue people. <laughs> Story's already finished. Anyway, moving along. Jack, you have something on Supergirl. Yeah, uh, CBS is trying to or planning to do a Supergirl series. British actress Gemma Gemma Atkinson is trying to get in to be it. 
Why? To be her. Who's that? She's hot. Pull it up on, on the she's internet. Hot. Yeah, she's. Oh, I think she could do it. If she's hot, I've got to look. I should have pulled up pictures. Yeah, do uh. What's her name? Gemma G E M M A Atkinson. Oh wow! I don't know. She yeah. built like that, but I could see her being Supergirl. She's got the blonde looks, I guess. Yeah, for sure. She's got some kind of looks. I can't stop looking at her. I guess she's only rumored to be in talks right now. So. And it's on this CBS, which I don't know. I think that's what uh, Constantine is on, CBS, and that show's not yep. doing too hot. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think it is. Still amazing how all the superheroes are uh, taking over TV and the movie theaters. Mm-hmm. I know it's been going on for a while, but I just can't get enough of it. And she's really only famous for doing a uh, British TV show, Hollyoaks and Casualty, and then she was in Night of the Living Dead 3D. We'll throw some, I'll throw some pictures up, to the ones that I found. It wasn't really her in a suit, it was just... Her looking good. <laughs> and that's all we need. <laughs> That'll do it for the rumor mill. The rumors. Can't get away from the rumor mill. Yeah. The rumors. Let's just move right into talking about some comics. Jeff, I'm going to start with you. You got to have something this week, brother. Uh, I do. I have uh, actually the Legend of Luther Strode. It's the actual continuation of Luther Strode, if you remember correctly from last year when I read it or read it. Lighthearted coming of age tale <laughs> called Luther Strode. It continues the tale of Luther Strode, who uh, found that comic book, and in the back it told him about Hercules' little training program to get mm-hmm. a little bit stronger to stand up to bullies, and well. It sure did. You went a little bit overboard on this one. <laughs> but uh, this one actually takes place five years after the events of all that. So he fought the, was it the librarian? <clears throat> yeah, he fought yeah. the librarian. Yeah. I'll see you're going to spoil it for me. I'm just starting to read the first one. Oh, it's, I could spoil it. You can still read it and have fun. <laughs> spoil away. <laughs> so the second one comes off five years later. He's hunting down um, people who were done wrong. Like People were in the same type of gang that you learn in the very first book, which I actually won't blow too much for Jeremy here. Yeah. So he's hunting down people and trying to correct the rights, the wrongs, and he's still struggling with his abilities. Well, his abilities actually made him a little bit nuts because he's more of a muscle-crazed maniac right now. And he's just trying to subside it, but trying to do good at the same time. So he's kind of like a Dexter. And he's killing people that deserve it, in a way. Okay. <laughs> had it coming. Yeah, they had it coming. A vigilante. <laughs> he's just popping everyone like Pez dispensers, basically. <laughs> <laughs> he could do it. <clears throat> but uh, a higher gang caught wind of it, and they brought somebody in to try to stop him. And he had some pretty tough times, and I could have swore, I think, one of the people he's fighting right now is uh, Jack the Ripper. Which doesn't make sense to me. No. But the whole concept, I had to reread it just because I, I kind of got lost when they were saying that. Like they had captured him and put him in like a time capsule thing. And huh. They needed him right now and they brought him out. But <laughs> apparently Jack the Ripper was a student of the same Hercules program way back in the day. And you find out that there's a whole long history hmm. of how this works. So you kind of go into more depth on what's going on with the whole... Hercules training courses and you find out there's more students out there. Right. And they all became maniacs and couldn't control themselves. Jack the Ripper was one of them. So I'll end it there as to what I read. And I just want to say it was a great read. I would love to read it again, which I'm going to let Jack borrow, actually. I'm excited. <laughs> um, I'm excited to read it. I'm excited to read one. the first one here. <clears throat> they definitely are going to make a part three. I mean, they left me in a cliffhanger. I'm just pissed. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I'll end it there. I'll end my little review off of that. The books that piss you off at the end are the best ones. They are. <laughs> All right. Very good find there, Jeff. You or me? Yeah, I'll do next. Okay. This one 
kind of piss you off at the end. Oh, really? But it wasn't that good. <laughs> it pissed you off because it wasn't that good? or Yeah. I uh, finished off the series from this summer, the uh, original Sin. Oh, right. Uh, Which, eh, it was good up until the middle. Big cliffhanger. And then all of a sudden it kind of just... I, I honestly... Reading issue six, I think it was. I fell asleep a couple of times. <laughs> That's a shame. It was tick. It was really wordy, and there was a lot of jumping back and forth, getting towards the last three issues or something like. Uh, but yeah, about the last three issues. A lot and of then, standing around, talking, yelling. A lot of close calls. But yeah, yeah, this is kind of this is what's going on. Blah blah blah, and then it jumps to a flashback where you learn uh, Fury's origin and what what he's been doing and why he's doing what he's doing. And then there's a big battle that ensues, and then at the end, it gives you a tease into the one thing. One part of, that I liked about it was at the end was you find out kind of how the new Thor, the female Thor, starts. Oh, really? Yeah, because uh, Fury whispers something into Thor's ear. He pretty much has a kid with the surprise of what he says. What? He's in surprise. He's just like, oh, my God. You don't know what he says. He doesn't then, really have a kid. No. It's just an expression. Yeah. It's just, in a nutshell, <laughs> Fury told him something, and he goes plummeting back to Earth. Back to the moon. Or back to the moon. Yeah, and then you see him sitting there trying to pick up his hammer. He had a great line where I think he says something like, just just remember, I beat you with a whisper or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. So reading that, and I think I want to say it was like the last page. That's You look good, and you just see Thor still trying to pick up his hammer. So I was like, hmm. Well, you know, I'm going to have to go get this now. Yeah. Even though you can find That scene right there seems like it'd be worth it. Yeah, that was the best itself. part of it. I mean, in the middle, when you find when uh, you find out what the Winter Soldier does, that was a great part. But after that, it just kind of slowly went down and then you see Thor trying to pick up his hammers and that kind of raised it again. Right. So it was it wasn't all it was cracked up to be to me for the the big summer blockbuster comic series. I liked how the crossovers though they didn't like cross over into every single book. It was pretty self-contained as well. So if you kind of wanted to skip it I got a handful of the crossovers. I'm still kind of picking through which ones. Man, that, that run of the Civil War they did in like 2006, it just crossovered absolutely <laughs> everything. And if you wanted to be thorough on the story, you had to spend so much money to get that same, whole story. Same thing with Avengers vs. X-Men. You know, you were, you were buying like five books a week if you wanted to keep up with everything. Right. And I just try to pick and choose. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not made of money, people. That's what that... Well, the... Original Sin, all the original Sins, and then the crossovers. I was getting, yeah, there was too many of those books coming out. I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. They did the same thing with Planet Hulk. At least they're getting better about it. Now they're doing it right now with Axis. They're doing the same thing again. Axis is almost over, though. Yeah, it's it's coming to an end. If it's not already over by now. I think, actually, I think uh, the last issue came out last week, I think. You've been keeping up on that one? I've got them. I haven't read them. Just haven't read them, yeah. Just because... I've got the Magneto series, and it all starts with this series. So I was missing one issue. I end up getting all the issues now, and I'm still missing an issue. Ah. Uh, so I can't start until I get there. So Until then. Yep. All righty. Well, uh, you want to go next, Frank? You want me to go next? It doesn't matter. Uh, I'll go next. Okay. So I've been reading uh, Copperhead. It's from Image, and uh, I, I do a lot of my reading on comic exology because I just don't have the I don't have the space for physical books really anymore. Sure. So, uh, comic exology had this promo for Christmas where they gave away a free book, you know, for twelve days. So it was like the twelve days of Christmas. Every day they gave away a free book. So it was one of the oh, free books that they gave me. away. 
Yeah, it was it was pretty cool actually. They gave away a bunch of cool stuff. So I picked up Copperhead through that. That's how I got introduced to it. And so I, I went out and bought the rest of them. So, so far, I think it's a it's a really good story. It's a, it's like a space western. So it's by uh, I'm going to butcher this guy's name, but Jay uh, Farber. Okay. And Scott Kadlewski does the art. Art's top notch, really good. It's uh, it's like a space western where basically this girl comes to this planet mining town where things have been rough and it's like you know it's like Deadwood but just in like another planet and she takes over as a sheriff and like her first day on the job there's a murder so she's you know she's going around trying to solve who murdered this person while she's you know dealing with all these like rough space alien mining people who are you know have no authority not respecting her authority while trying to you know assert herself as a you know the you know the law in this land, and uh, it's right. there's a lot of little like interesting things they set up. So it, it's a, it's a pretty rich world, I think. I think it's uh, I can see them doing a lot of cool things with it. There's like this whole uh, this whole like apparently so there's a lot of backstory that they kind of allude to but never really tell us. So there's uh, these androids, which I think they call like Arties, that they basically built, and they're these like tall blue people and they built them to fight a war I guess that took that planet from the indigenous alien people who now are forced to like live amongst them as well and the uh, the Arties are like basically now since the war is over they're just hired out muscle for like local crime bosses and this is one guy you're not quite sure if he's a good one or a bad one and it's, it's it, they're kind of treated like slaves so I don't know if you ever um, did you ever see the cartoon uh, Exo Squad as kids? Yeah. Oh man, is that the one that had the like the cowboy with the guitar in space? That nah, that was oh, Silverhawks. Silver I always think of that. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> yeah. It was around the time of Silverhawks. It, it was like they, it was like this, you know, uh, this space opera, and they had the, they, the humans again, like created this like race of uh, of people called neo sapiens that were like designed oh, basically do to that. do all yes. the work for people and then they rebel and you know you're they're like the bad guys kind of it but at the same time you're like kind of looking at them like we kind of should be rooting for you you know because you were basically forced into slavery you're just rebelling out of slavery uh and I, I, this this has like you know i felt that way with these artists that with these uh you know these androids that you know, I, I don't know if they're good or bad or how they're trying to paint them, but there's there's a lot of interesting stuff going there. So it's definitely a good good read. I, space westerns are always a ever since Firefly, I've, I've always had a soft spot for them. <laughs> well, you're taking two great things and putting them together makes one glorious thing. Yeah. I had almost all the Exo Squad toys. I remember that show now. It was a good show. I don't show. remember it at all. Yeah. Oh, good. I loved Exo Squad. I, I I I I've been looking for them on DVD, but I can't find them. I remember as a kid, like it was like. One of the first times there was like one random episode where they are they're like parachuting from orbit onto this planet. And there's like anti-aircraft fire, and like one of the main characters just gets shot, like blown up, and that's the last you see of him. I was like, really? wow, yeah, you never really see that on you know kids' cartoons. And it was it was like a Saturday morning cartoon. It was yeah. towards the end of the day, but it's like holy, you know, holy shit. <laughs> Wow. There's some serious, there's some serious stakes on this cartoon. Yeah, they didn't even do that in GI Joe, the one they yeah, probably yeah. should have done. <laughs> yeah. The only time they ever killed one was the GI Joe the movie. Yeah, they, they didn't kill Duke, right? He just got stabbed, and uh, he came back at the end. I think so. Yeah, there was blood, though. There was blood. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's something you never see. <laughs> Very cool, man. I wonder if that book's still on uh, Comixology. Which one? Not for free. Copperhead? I don't know. I'm sitting there looking at our Images website, and it, I, I think I might want to try it. Uh, yeah, I like I, the I, way it looks. I saw that they, they when they when it first came out, they promoted it because uh, Brian K. Vaughn basically, you know, said it was the best, the best new book from Image of the year. So and they 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 took that quote and ran with it. But um, which uh, uh-huh. I I would do in a heartbeat too if Brian K. Vaughn said my book was the best book. <laughs> 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 hey look! Hey look! Hey look! <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's so that drew my attention to it. So when I saw it, I was like, um, you know, I'll, I'll pick this up. I'll check this out. Art's fantastic. It's got like, Lusky's art. It's just amazing. I see him, he's selling uh, original pages, too, on uh, on his website. Wow. For relatively, like, inexpensive. Awesome, man. Good find. Well, what I have this week is uh, very, uh, I'm very late getting to the table on this one. I think everyone's probably read it already it was the death of a family the scott snyder batman story uh any of you guys read that no i want to i've read it all right so what did you think frank i i was in love with that book uh i liked it a lot i didn't like how they kind of sold this because we at the time they had released that damien was going to die so you, you you know that you know Robin's gonna die. The story is called the death of the family, which was the death of Jason Todd in the in the 80s. So right. you know I'm I'm basically picking these books up because I wanted to you know see what happens when Damien dies. And then they they don't kill him in the death of the family story. They kill him off in like Batman Incorporated and like some unrelated story that I had no idea what the hell was going on. So that part I thought was kind of like I thought oh, it was kind of like a that. little lame. You know, story-wise, was fantastic though. Scott Snyder is just so awesome, actually. So see, that's yeah. something I—I uh, I, I don't know. I've always been very apprehensive about the Batman comics because there's so many different ones, and uh, I don't know. I've, I've picked up a few here and there, and I've always just been kind of let down. But Scott Snyder's the way to go now. It looks like the man is phenomenal. Pretty much in this book, for you, those of you who don't know, Joker comes back after being missing for some time. And uh, I still haven't read the prequels, uh, Volume 1 and 2, before this book, so I'm not sure exactly how Joker has lost his face yet. But he comes back, reclaims his face, puts it on. Everyone's seen the image of him with his uh, cut-off face strung up around his head. Yeah. But uh, he pretty much tells Batman, you know, I know who you all are, and uh, before it's all over, you're all going to be dead. The whole Bat family's going to be dead by Batman's hand. And that's all I'm going to say on it. it was just a thrill ride to the very end, the last scene, the dinner table. That's all I've got to say. I will let yeah. you guys borrow this book if you want to. It was okay. just very good. Yeah, I'll probably read that. That's all I got. I might just spend forty bucks and buy the whole box set. You bastard! I <laughs> see. I got I'll wear it to the next show. <laughs> I got so lucky because, uh, well, lucky and kind of damned. I got gift cards, as you guys know, to the comic book store for Christmas. And that was one of the purchases I was thinking about getting was the box set with the mask and that book in there. Well, just two weeks before, I was at the Bargain Bookstore and found a bunch of graphic novels for like five, six, seven dollars a piece. And I picked up that book, not knowing it was that book, for seven bucks. And uh, then two weeks later, I'm at the comic book store. I pick it up to buy the whole box set. And I realized, wait, that's the exact same book I bought the other day. So pretty much paying 40 bucks for a rubber mask. What you could do is get the box set. Keep it on the shelf, new in box forever, since you have the book, that you can still open it and read it. Oh, no. I'd want that mask. <laughs> I want that mask out of there. I'd be hanging it up in here somewhere. <laughs> Would you eat a piece of it? 
I would not oh, eat a piece of God. it. But I, 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 that made more sense. Joker's daughter made more sense after I read this book because uh, the whole scene where she's at the waterfall when she eats a piece of mm. it—that's the final scene of Death of Families at Waterfall. It, it was it tied it together oh. nicely. Definitely got to read it. That was a good one too. Joker's daughter. Yeah. You know, I never went past number one. Mm-mm. I don't think they came out with anything else. They didn't? Yeah, she was just showing up in random areas like Catwoman. She fought Catwoman and uh, she was something with the Red Lanterns. Just cap- cameos? Yeah. Is the 52 ever going to run its course? And I'm not saying that fun and <laughs> to be funny. I'm like, does it have an end where we're just going to go back to normal or is this just the new... I thought it was supposed to be just like a yearly thing, a year thing. Yeah, they might change it. They have this big cross, uh, big summer event coming out called Convergence, I think it is, where their people are, you know, speculating that they may put it back. But I, I can't oh. see, I can't see how they could do that and not alienate their, you know, readership too much. I don't really read much DC anymore because I, I, I got kind of turned off by the New Fifty Two. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and I, I think it looks like, you know, when they did that. Yeah, they they lost a lot of readers like me who have been reading. I mean, I read DC most of my life. I was always a big DC guy, but, you know, they kind of dropped me off. And then uh, they picked up new readerships, but then they kind of lost them as they went along, too. So I can't see them doing it again. That would be a pretty bad mood. Give us some yeah. classics back. Yeah, I, I mean, some of the, I mean, Wonder Woman's really good. Uh, the, the run by... Um, uh, Brian Azario and uh, and uh, I forgot Ch- Chang I think is his last name I forgot his first name that's a really really good run uh, other than that and like Scott Snyder's Batman I haven't um, yeah I haven't really been keeping up I'm gonna have to start poking my nose back in the DC world because I I've, I rarely buy DC rarely I only I'd... just got the Flash from the the annual that just came out last year right and I don't like it so far I'm mean, only like three issues into it three or four yeah, before this purchase, I think the last thing I got was Joker's Daughter. I, I mean, it's <laughs> how long ago it's been. I don't ever buy DC stuff anymore, and it's a shame. But what am I supposed to do, you know? I heard the Aquaman was actually really good, too. 52. Well. Yeah, the source said. Oh, yeah, the source said that. <laughs> <laughs> I've well, got a couple issues. Number one, I'll bring it over and let you have it. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Gee, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> With that, let's move right into... Real World Heroes. Jack, who do we have this week? We have, I believe her name is, this is huge in the news right now, it's all over the place. Uh, Sailor Gutzler, I think that's how you pronounce her name, from Nashville, Illinois. Okay. Uh, Recently, her and her family were flying from Florida back home to Illinois. I think I've heard this. And the plane crashed. Mm -hmm. She ended up, the plane crashed in the woods in Kentucky. And she was the only survivor. Her parents died. Her cousin and sister died. Um, She got a bunch of cuts and bruises. She got banged up a little bit. But she ended up walking for about a mile through woods and briars and brush uh, in 30-degree weather to a lady's house where she ended up. She saw a light and ended up going to the house, knocked on the door, and the lady let her in. And they got a hold of the police and all that stuff. But shes I guess she's doing fine. Being that she's, I think, seven years old, but to be able to do something like that and yeah, seven years old, that yeah, that young, being able to hold on, and she was in like shorts and a t-shirt after going through all that. Yeah, that's all she had on, and she walked a mile and in the snow and through woods in the dark. Pretty brave. Yeah, that's wow. 
I couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be sucking my thumb on the ground. <laughs> wow. And for that, Sailor Gutzler, you have found a spot on our wall of justice. In the Hall of Heroes. All right, before we move on here, a uh, really quick mention I wanted to do for a friend of the show's, uh, Andres Bergen, our Australian friend who yep. lives in Japan. He, it's the creator of the comic Bullet Girl has just released issue seven on, let me see here, it's under, or it's IF question mark comics. I think it's just IF comics. IF comics? I think that's why he says it. But uh, yeah, it's, how would you describe this book? I mean, like heavy, heavy noir feel, but yeah. it's, uh, uh, it's almost done with like actual pictures instead Yeah, it's of, not necessarily drawn, it's like filtered pictures. It looks awesome, though. Yeah. yeah, don't let that be a deterrent. That is, uh, it, it's so hard to explain. It's something you just have to see for yourself. It's so unique. So, yeah, go to his website and check that out. I think the digital version is available now for a dollar, and the you can, you'll can you be able to order printed copies of the book for five bucks, but I don't think those are quite up yet, but they should be up any day now. From what yeah, I actually understand. threw into his Kickstarter. I saw the I saw it on Kickstarter, and uh, I, actually, I follow him on Twitter, and I saw a I saw Bulgar and I was really blown away by the art. This yeah. is crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I was like, wow, this is this is really, really yeah. good. This deserves to get made. So. Yeah, it's such a nice change. It's, <laughs> it's so... I, I can't find the words to uh, say what I'm trying to say, I guess. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. But yeah, check that out. We'll put a link up on the website to direct people over that way, too. All right. With that, let's just jump right into our stories here quick, and then we'll turn over to Frank and talk about The Devil You Know. Uh, first, the Peanuts have a movie coming out. How long has it been since they've had anything coming out? Come oh, out? I don't know. Was it back um, in the 80s? I think it was the last movie. Was it a movie back yeah. then? It was like a little... Yeah, it was a movie. Yeah. I don't well, know if it not the like a theatrical movie. No. no. We'll see, ever since they uh, made the classics, like The Great Pumpkin and... What is it? What's it called? It's Christmas Charlie Chris- Brown? Or? Yeah, something like that. They've made new movies trying to recreate that feel again, trying to c- capture that same magic again, and they they haven't. I, and I've seen a few over the years, and they're just kind of bad. I don't think they have the old-style jazz like they did in the old well, Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I understand what they're trying to do, but, yeah. uh, you know, don't fix it if it's not broken. It, it's The classics are classic for a reason, you know? I don't think Charlie Brown needs to be in 3D. Well, it was interesting seeing that movie trailer because when you guys told me about it and you said it was like a, you know 3D animation kind of thing, I was picturing kind of like a Toy Story thing. But mm. it's a, it still looks like it has like a two-dimensional feel to it. It's like putting on 3D glasses looking at paper. as that yeah. two the flat kind of, in three dimensions. Bubble out yeah. rather than seeing a whole three-dimensional yep. character. It's hard to explain, but it it's, looks kind of It's like neat. the old South Park. Is Fergie be. is Fergie gonna be the the voice of Sally Brown? <laughs> well, I don't know. Is that, <laughs> is well, that she true? Was, she was the voice of her in the last one. Really? Yeah, huh. she was the voice of uh, Charlie Brown's. Am I saying it right? Sally, right? Sally yeah, was Sally. Uh, Charlie Brown's uh, sister. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Fer- Fergie was uh, played that role. Oh my God! I had no idea. Uh-uh. She was the one always crushing on Linus. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 3D peppermint patty and uh, Marcy. Marcy. Yeah, I, I kept wanting to say Lucy. <laughs> but it wasn't Lucy. 
Yeah, North Lucy North? was uh, Linus's sister. That was Linus's sister. Oh, yeah, that's so right, it always pulled right. a football from Charlie Brown. Yeah. I wonder what Pig Pen looked like with his cloud walking around. That's how that'll look in 3D. <laughs> they had him on that trailer. Was he? Yeah, he's off the bottom left. He looks so weird. The I sound he him. made when he walked was hilarious. He made a sound when he walked? Yeah, it was always just like. <laughs> just the, the, the dust blowing around him. Just grab a hose and spray the bastard down already. <laughs> Uh, the trailer has been released all online. It's been all teaser trailers, but it, the the full trailer's on there, on the uh, interwebs right now. And I guess it's got a the news. The, where I found it said it was going to be November sixth of uh, this year is going to be released, but on the trailer it was saying this Christmas. So, oh really? Yeah, maybe they meant this season. I don't know. Huh. Well, I don't think this is one of those movies I'm going to rush to the theater to watch. I'll probably nah. like try to check on either Netflix or the, like the Stars Movie Network when it's finally released. Not like Lego Movie was. No, 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 no. no. You know, I want to watch that again. I haven't. I still haven't seen it again since the theater. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's a yeah. great movie. Mm-hmm. We watch it. I I have a five year old and three year old. We watch it like once a day. <laughs> really? <laughs> I enjoy it every time more and more. They've got to find the craggle. <laughs> it was just done so well. It was done so well. I like when uh, when they're they're doing the pictures and he's like, "Wait, what do you mean it's going to explode?" He's like, "Oh yeah, we didn't tell you it was going to explode." He's like, "Well, it might not." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll just we'll go with that." <laughs> <laughs> Anything else on the Peanuts movie? That's it. All right, moving right along. Uh, Judd Apatow, I guess, way back in the day, like within the first six episodes of The Simpsons airing, when he was trying to get his start, wrote a episode for The Simpsons that obviously was never animated or uh, put out. And it's finally, actually, this coming Sunday, the 11th, is going to be aired. So it should be a good Simpsons episode. Uh, yeah... Uh, 25 years old. Yeah, 20, well, yeah, he said he made a lot of changes to it. And I guess what the original story was, Homer uh, goes, to his, goes to a hypnotist or something and loses... Uh, he thinks he's a 10-year-old boy again. And uh, him and Bart become friends or something. But he doesn't want to turn back to adult. He wants to stay a 10-year-old boy forever. So, uh, who knows? As any adult would. Yeah, no shit, man. But uh, <laughs> let me see here. What was the name on that? How old was he then? 22 years old. Well, he's pretty old then, huh? I didn't think he'd jump in that dread episode. I thought he was probably, probably closer to our age. Maybe a little no, bit older. No, he's older than us. They don't like it. If he was 22 within the first six episodes of The Simpsons, I was in like second grade when The Simpsons came out. (laughs) (laughs) Big age difference. But yeah, the episode's going to be titled Bart's New Friend. So keep an eye out for that. Watch it if you get to or check it on your DVR. When's it say it's going to be on? This coming Sunday, the 11th. This Sunday. I think it's the 11th. Yeah. Yep, the 11th. Moving along, Jack, you have something on Sony and Samsung? Sony and Samsung are teaming up to give you a new smart TV with PlayStation in it. What? Yep. Built in? Yes. Holy cow. Early 2015, gamers can access almost any PlayStation game without an actual PlayStation console using the Samsung smart TV. What are they calling it? Uh, they don't have that on there. Oh. The service allows users to gain access to a huge selection of PlayStation 3 titles and plans to offer PS4 titles in the future. So I wonder if the TV will just have it come with a controller, like a game controller. It says that all you have to do is plug one in. I don't know if it's going to be a wireless plug-in. That's the only bad part. It doesn't oh, say I'm about sure that. Oh, I'm sure it'll be. 
<laughs> all that high-tech machinery, and then you saw you have a corded controller. <laughs> uh, PlayStation title, or, yeah, PS4 titles in the future, maybe even PS2 titles. PlayStation and PS2. Oh. Can you um, can you put a disc in there, or is it they're gonna expect they want you to download everything? No, it's all gonna be downloading. Apparently, they took the the hardware for the PlayStation and condensed it into just like a small motherboard. That's something else. Yeah, <laughs> that is something else. It's funny. We were just joking about a corded controller. Thinking back, man, I still remember when we were when we were kids. The TV, I can first remember watching. Remote control was on a long freaking cord and all that has. Our VCR like, was like that, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Isn't it amazing how far we've come now? Look at these freaking phones. <laughs> That's sad. I still drop my controller when I see a dog or a cat walk past me. On my Xbox 360, up until this Christmas when I got my Xbox One, I'd been using a corded controller. <laughs> and the other day, uh, Brooke walked in front of the TV or a cat walked by or something, and I lifted the controller to like lift the cord, <laughs> but there's nothing there. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go ahead. No exact date when it's going to be offered, but it is believed that the app for the PlayStation, it's called, uh, was it? it was like PlayStation Now or something like that. It's going to be up and around February. It's going to be launching first in the U.S. No word on outside of the U.S. Oh, wow, this February. Yeah. Yep. Wow, so really quick. So tax time. Save your money. You play oh, PlayStation. those tricky <laughs> bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Buy your first game with it, too. Yeah. Yeah, no word on going outside the U.S. and Canada, but I'm sure it'll probably hit out there sometime oh, soon. Oh, absolutely. All righty. And I didn't think I was going to get a PlayStation 4. I just might get a new If TV it's built into it. a TV, I don't know, my TV's fairly new too. Once we get a bigger house, I'll just, like, we can get this one for the bedroom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Solid 52 inch TV in the bedroom. We'll put that one in the, in the studio here. There we go. Jeff, talk on the mic, quit playing games. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Jack, Marvel releases you have found? Yeah, new Marvel, Marvel Now releases. Uh, Shield, number one, released on New Year's Eve. That one All actually, these are com- like comic books. Comic not, books, yeah. I think I saw that, actually. That S.H.I.E.L.D. one, I might pick that one up just to take a look, because it doesn't look like it's a spinoff from the TV show. Like, I know there there is one that's like that. Like it's its own story aside from yeah, the TV it's, show. Yeah, it's still got Coulson in it, but I, I think it's all different characters. Um, later this month releases The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. <laughs> what? Well, she gets her own comic? Yeah. Oh, I'd read it. And it's kind of funny, because she's chubby. She's not the little, the thin, thin. <laughs> Jeff's like, superhero. well, maybe I won't read it now. I saw it was funny. I looked, I was like, they made a fat girl in a comic book. No, That's so okay. Read it. She's supposed to be one of the strongest. I've never heard universe. of her in the Marvel universe. Uh, yeah, Squirrel I've girl? just seen it. She's got a big squirrel tail. That's it. Yeah. She defeated uh, Galactus. <laughs> Did you hear about that? <laughs> no. Yeah, I was shocked. What? Yeah. Kind of like in uh, Looney Tunes, the little weasel that would run around Foghorn Legs, Horn's Legs. Oh, yeah. Trying, hey, now, boy, get off my leg there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Squirrel, did. That Squirrel the, did to Galactus. The chicken hawk? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a chicken hawk, and you're a chicken. <laughs> what about you, Frank? No Squirrel Girl at all? I, uh, I play a lot of the Marvel uh, Lego superheroes game, okay. and uh, I, I see Squirrel Girl in there. She, she was one of my f- the favorites of my sons. You're kidding. So, How have yeah. I been out of the loop on this, man? I've only she, ever just seen her. That's it. And she was like a, a Great Lake Avenger, right? Like uh, It's like team of 
ridiculous. I said they she used to show up in like Deadpool every once in a while. That's the kind of like character she was. Yeah. Like yeah, like it's like a you're not supposed to take her serious. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was the whole angle to get him, or that's how she defeated Galactus too, was because they couldn't take her seriously. She had big buck teeth and everything, yeah. and a bushy tail. I mean, she had go-go shoes on and everything. It was just horrible. Oh my god. I'll probably check out issue one though. Let's see what they do. But yeah. I'm yeah, I'm beyond curious now. Also, which one I'm excited for? Ant Man number one. It's coming out this month. All right. I'm excited to read that one. Also, Uncanny Adventures or Adventures. <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> Uncanny Avengers. I saw that. I which is going to be the new Cap. What the new Thor, mm-hmm. new all our Iron Man, Medusa's gonna be in it. Deathlock's in it now. Uh, who else? I can't think of anyone else. It's all pretty much a new group. Wonder how long it's Scarlet gonna be Witch. before they bring back Steve Rogers as Captain America. He'll be like a kind of like a Batman Beyond, probably. He'll be the they won't keep it that Bruce way Wayne. though. It'll come full circle and they'll be all in their original roles again. It'll happen right before Avengers, or right before Captain America three. Like right before the movie, they they tend to just put everybody back to where they were. Yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely right. We found this hidden vial of serum that made it mm-hmm. <laughs> all this time wasted. <laughs> yeah, like look what they did with uh, Superior Spider-Man. They you know they put they put it oh, Peter yeah. back in there right before um, you know Spider-Man uh, two. Yeah. So. Oh, you're right. Did, did, yeah, yeah, you're right. And then the Amazing Spider-Man number one hit pretty darn close yep. to uh, the theatrical release of Never Amazing Spider-Man that. two. Damn, I feel like a fool <laughs> not putting <laughs> that one and one together. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure right right before Avengers, they're like, all right, we got to put everybody back to the way they were in the movies. Sure. So regular Thor will come back, and uh, you know, Falcon will go back to being Falcon. Cap will go back to being Cat. I want to know what uh, Nick Fury uh, whispered to Thor, damn it. Yeah, I know. It's been itching ever since I finished that. <laughs> I don't read the, the new Thor series, but do we know who she is yet or no? Uh, they say who she is, I think, in the first issue. But I, I think I know one person that read it and said it was pretty good, but he didn't tell me who she was. So I read the first one, I think, and they allude that it's his mom. But from what I – I think I was reading something about um, – the most recent one and they're still saying like it's a mystery so hmm. i don't i don't really know i'm kind of curious to find out who, who the new thor is though yeah i didn't i thought it was like a sister or something i didn't know sister is angela yeah i'm not very keen she was from thor, spawn you know? way back huh yeah she had a new comic didn't she yeah, yeah she's got hers yeah. out now uh, i think yeah they said um you know angela's like she's thor's sister from asgard and she got like taken and put into heaven and that's where, like, where she's been this whole time. But she's she's running around by herself, so she can't be the the new Thor. Hmm. Yeah, something happened with that Age Ultron with all the time change, and she got sucked back into regular time, and then she just shows up with the Guardians and follows them for a little while. Huh? Interesting. Yep, she's pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, I liked her. I liked her in Guardians. I, that's where yeah. I read her. Her and Gamora had like a nice little. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> they were pals. They were like, uh, they were like uh, in Lord of the Rings with um, uh, Legolas and um, oh, I forgot Grimlock. I forgot the dwarf's name, but they would, oh, you know, how they would like they compete each like, other. While yeah, fighting. yep. Like they were counting how many they killed. That's yeah. like kind of like the relationship there. <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's sweet. I have to read that. All right, any other releases there, Jack? Nope, that's all that was given to me. A lot to look forward to. 
All right. Well, I'll do it for our stories. And with that, let's just turn right over to Frank Mueller of uh, The Devil You Know. Thanks again for being with us, Frank. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm having a good time. This is this is nice. I get to sit around and talk about comics. Yeah, man. We, that's, that's what we like to do. Just have fun. <laughs> so tell us, man, about The Devil You Know. This was uh, a very fun read. Issues one and two. Uh, this guy's uh, kicking some serious ass. <laughs> demon it's, ass that's, that's kind of what I was you know that's what I'm, I'm going for is to kind of keep the series a little bit light and, you know like try to sneak in some heavier tones a little, like a little down the road but right now I want it to be like just a really fun read you know where like there's a lot of action you know and a lot of uh, a lot of you know gore and just pretty much like flows pretty quick and pretty pretty fun so yeah absolutely and I've, I've got a confession to make here you were talking about comiXology earlier and i've i have a comiXology account i have a ton of books on there every one of them free yours was the very first time i spent money on that website <laughs> thank <friend>. you so much <laughs> <laughs> no thank you it was a heck of a good read i enjoyed it i just i love stories when uh somebody's up against impossible odds yet they go after it anyway you know what i mean yeah i uh, i wanted to you know i i came up with the idea a, a long time ago and i it's just sort of been like mulling in my head where it'd be like i really wanted to say like what what you know what could what kind of person does it take to like frighten the devil you know what i mean like if, if heaven's if hell's filled with like bad people mm-hmm. then you know like when, like what if one of them is just worse than satan like you know like at one point like wouldn't satan be like oh no i don't want this guy here he's gonna like come after me or take my title and then you know or take challenge me for the throne like you figure if, if you know the way i would picture hell is just a bunch of you know selfish evil assholes so like right. you know like surely <laughs> surely they're not all gonna fall in line sure yeah so you know it's i wanted to you know show a person that uh you know that that's could challenge the, the you know satan for his throne and uh, i also wanted to like create the story where um god you know had basically came and tried to make like a compromise and you know s- send him to hell to assassinate the the devil so i'll just uh, give like the basics i don't know if i've said that for the people that haven't uh, haven't read it or heard of it the basic storyline is uh there's a man named graden cross he comes home one day uh, and finds that his uh, family has been slaughtered by Satan, and and then he he's killed by Satan, and, you know, sh- shortly after, shortly after discovering all that, he goes to uh, to limbo, and God makes a deal with him. He says, "I can give you the power to go to hell and avenge yourself, but if you kill Satan, you need to become him." That's so, what I found interesting yeah. too. I love Same that here. right yep. there. So, Graydon needs to make a choice. He goes, to, he chooses to go to hell to to avenge himself avenge his family he goes down there and basically he's he's the power he's given he um he has he has a number of powers uh the the rule that i put in place is that he's the he's the equivalent of the strongest demon in that realm and there are multiple realms to hell so we haven't really seen the full extent of his powers yet but so far we know that he he's you know super strong basically he's impervious to fire and he's uh, impervious to being cut, although like getting blunt force trauma seems to uh, you know um, damage him. So in many aspects, he's kind of like Superman, but he doesn't fly. Sure. 
And uh, he gets to hell, and he uh, starts uh, kicking ass and, uh, you know, battling his way through the, through the realm. So Immediately. It, he, gets, he gets right down yeah, to business. Yeah, I love right it. Away. Uh, yeah, he, he doesn't waste any time. You know, and uh, he, uh, in issue two, I think he gets, you know, uh, he, he tries to, like, find out where, you know, where he's supposed to go next. So it kind of ends off with him saying, all right, we need to take a step back here and plan. And that's what issue three really is about is... Um, it's kind of like uh, an issue where we learn a little bit more about the realm and what's happening in there. And also, uh, you know, we, we come up with a plan. All right, now we know he's in hell. Like, what, what is he supposed to really do here? How, how does he get through this realm? Issue 2 comes out, actually, on uh, January 14th and on Comic Exology. So uh, anybody who's listening, I'd really appreciate it if you uh, can check it out, if you haven't checked it out already. And um, I believe issue 1 will drop down to 99 cents when uh, issue two comes out so you could pick up issue one and two for for three bucks so but yeah i, I wouldn't even wait i mean it's only two bucks right now that's that's nothing for a comic no. book it's, and it's a good read how long are you going to keep the series going do you have like only a few issues planned or is it just indefinitely going i mean i would like to keep it going as long as uh, as long as people keep reading it uh i'm definitely going to go at least 12 issues because that's pretty much the story arc I have, and that will take you through the first realm of hell, which will be a complete story, and uh, it's a pretty, you know, pretty good story, a pretty awesome story, and I, I think that's a, a pretty good spot to kind of, um, you know, take a break. But um, and then you know, if the series is uh, successful, people keep reading it. You know, I'll keep going with it for as long as I can. I definitely have plans for the second realm, and I, I think I'll. I think I'll keep going with it as much as I can. It's like it's become my little vanity project and my, you know, my, my passion right now. So Absolutely. I think as long as I'm still interested in it, I'll keep doing it. Um, nice. But uh, definitely going to make sure that I go through 12 issues. Um, the plan right now is that we're going to release bi-monthly uh, issues one through four. Then we're going to collect that into a trade. And then after... Uh, issue four comes out. We're gonna take a, a, a short hiatus. So my artists, uh, Kellick um, Iskander and Noonan Najarna and Victoria Pittman, who does the uh, lettering and, and colors, they can get a little lead time to to build back up because um, we we won't be able to keep like a bi-monthly schedule any other way. So and I really don't want to have a fill-in artist. So we're gonna try to basically uh, take like a two-month break, have them build up some more issues, and then we'll release bi-monthly again. Very nice, man. So, this is on. This is at a aa eight eight press dot com. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yep, Aces and Eights Press. It's uh, it's aa eight eight press dot com. Uh, you can get a uh, six page preview of issue one and a six page preview of issue two that's currently out there. And uh, we'll be posting a six page preview of issue three in the next couple of days, which uh, we just finished this week and we put up on comic Exology now for their approval and uh hopefully everything uh with my file format is good and you know it comes out uh comes out i'm hoping you know somewhere around march or, or april well uh yeah just let us know when that's uh, about to come out and we'll uh maybe run some commercials or just yeah, yeah let people oh, yeah, know that'd be about great. it it would be so much fun to make a commercial for this right here <laughs> <laughs> actually uh, with your permission i'd love to Sure, man. I would love to have a commercial. Any anything you guys could do to help promote and uh, bang the drums, man, would be hugely appreciated. It's uh, you know when you're doing this independent comics, uh, you know you're 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 such a disadvantage uh, against you know 
any other publisher and just trying to get people to pay attention to it and uh, raise awareness is there there it's anything helps you know if anything uh, any as long as people are thinking about the comic and you know it creates some you know some recognition in the name I, I think you know we can build an audience but we gotta do it one by one absolutely so it's like doing this yeah yeah it's <laughs> it's it's very similar you know you start off with uh you start off with like one you know one you know follow one reader and hopefully that reader tells somebody and then word of mouth is the only way to survive at this uh at this level but i i've had a uh, pretty good you know feedback from it so far and uh, a couple people reaching out saying they liked it so so far i've been i've been you know pretty happy with the feedback i got from it and uh people seem to be digging one at least issue one so far so hopefully issue two uh does just as well and uh, issue three, um, I'm really looking forward to because I, I think we're we're actually getting a lot better as we go. You know, the, the art team and everybody sure. starts to understand um, our strengths, our weaknesses. You know, uh, where where we can improve, and also you know we're understanding the characters better. And uh, and I think uh, finding our voice would be like the best way to say it. So we're we're starting to really find our voice, and my artist um, uh, Kelly is really starting to to. to feel these characters out now and uh you know take a lot of risks in terms of like camera angles and different shots and uh issue three was really i was really proud of issue three uh i'm really looking forward for that comes out and issue two i was really proud of too uh um, you know i think uh i think it just gets better each each one we're going so we're already uh we already got pages back for issue four and uh, i'm really really excited for everything so I really hope uh, people, uh, whoever is out there, and then, you know, if you, you want to take a chance on a comic that, uh, you know, is not one of the big two or, you know, outside of the wheelhouse, uh, it's definitely, uh, you know, pick it up and, and give it a shot. Uh, you can always email me at um, a888press.com. Uh, I'm sorry, a888press at gmail.com. Uh, let me know what you think. I'd, I'd love to hear any sort of uh, feedback. You know, even if you hate it, I, I would just love to get. I like getting fan mail. I don't know how people don't like getting fan mail. Or <laughs> I don't even mind if it's hateful fan mail. Just somebody, somebody, somebody just tell me. It. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> let me know you're out there. Uh, but I've gotten a few, few emails from people, and people have been very helpful and very nice. Uh, so far, so good, man. It's, uh, it's, it's a fun journey. It's, uh, it's, it's something I started. Um, you know, I, I've been kicking around in my head for a while because I, I hadn't gone to film school uh, in my 20s. Um, and I think that, you know, that was always kind of like my dream uh, to, you know, to, to be a like screen. I wanted to be like kind of a screenwriter. Um, and, you know, life got in the way, more or less. You know what I mean? I, oh, yeah. Uh, Damn life. Life got in the way. I needed to uh, keep electricity on in the house and food in my belly. So, uh, you know, but... Um, you know, I got, you know, recently I, I, I got the itch again. I said, you know, I really want to get back into this. And um, I had a f uh, friend, uh, my business partner, actually, Sal Bruccolari, who I do, uh, Ace, who I co-founded Aces and Aids Press with. Um, and he was uh, he was making his own comics. And he, he, he walked me through how to do it. It's really not, it's not that difficult in terms of getting the people together and all that stuff. The actual process of putting it together is uh, is difficult, but you know you could go onto the websites uh, like DeviantArt, I believe, is uh, where I got Kellick and um, and Noonan and Victoria Pittman, who's been uh, she's been great. She's my colorist and uh, she did some fantastic stuff, man. In issue three, some really really great stuff. So uh, found them all on on DeviantArt, put them together. 
just went and did it. If anybody has that dream, like you, everybody wants to do it, just just you can. It's it's out there. The only thing stopping you is uh, you know your time or you know um, money, unfortunately. But um, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully we find some success on Comic Exology, and we'll be exploring um, some other distribution angles soon. I, I think um, once issue four has come out, we'll you know we're gonna try to do like a micro distribution run on the trade. Uh, so we'll we'll see if we can uh, distribute and uh, you know either uh, either independently or through Diamond and um, with some other places that we've been in touch with to, to try to sell it on some different avenues. But right now we're sticking with comic technology because uh, digitally they're they're number one. So. Exactly, they're the place to go for comics online anymore. It seems. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to put a link up to your website uh, on our website, help direct some listeners your way. And uh, yeah, awesome. we strongly link to your Comixology website. Yeah, that'd be great. And, uh, you know, if you go to our website, there's always, um, you know, there's always posts and blogs of uh, uh, articles of what we're doing, not only what I'm doing, but um, some of the stuff that Aces and Eights is, uh, Aces Eights Press is doing. So we got a lot of titles coming out in 2015. We have. Um, a title called Ninja Baseball Man that's going to be coming out right around the time baseball opens up, and uh, there's going to be some promo stuff put up there pretty soon. It's uh, if you actually go to YouTube and you type in uh, Ninja Baseball Batman, you can see this. Uh, it was a game in the 1990s. It was uh, like one of those um, like smash 'em up uh, games, kind of like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game or the the X Men arcade game was back in the, oh, in the 90s. Yeah. And it was—it's basically these four four ninjas with baseball bats uh, fighting these like uh, baseball monsters. And uh, we uh, we had got in touch with the, the creator of that project, um, and he you know he, he 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 basically partnered with us and gave us the license to, to go out and make the comics. So and it's I've I've been reading them and they're really fun books. They're they're going to be uh, all ages books, which is a little something different, which is uh, something that. We've lacked so far uh, at Aces Eights because, personally, I I have a you know I couldn't resist the uh, the temptation to make mind cursing and uh, naked girls running around and cutting <laughs> people's heads off. That's I think that's what particularly the hell's wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, you know that's that's what uh, that's what I like the most. But uh, <laughs> it's a it's a really great all ages book. I, I mean, I have a five year old son, so it was like the first time I could actually hand him a book I was with because he knows like I'm working on comics and stuff. Like he used to be like, "Oh, what are you doing, Daddy?" I'm like working on these comics and he's like can i see i'm like no <laughs> bad stuff yeah when you when you turn 18 i'll show you but uh <laughs> but uh that's coming out uh next year on uh, comic exology and same thing like a micro release and stuff like that and uh we have another title called badassery which you can see the six page preview on aces and which is another great title by sal brucolari and um jason rivera so it's uh it, it's that one's like a um post-apocalyptic action comedy type of venture and i'm really excited for that that's actually a really really great book as well so a lot of interesting things come on so if you just yeah. pop in the website and keep an eye on us uh, we'll uh we'll try to keep everybody promoted and uh you know, let you guys know when when things can become available. And like I said, we'll put a link up on our website and help direct people over that way. All right, man. That awesome, man. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks so much for being on the show. With thanks us for today, having Frank. me. Frank, it's been a blast. 
I got to take a time out from uh, putting my kids to bed and watching <laughs> reality TV with my wife to come hang out with you guys and talk comics. So anytime, anytime you guys want me to come back on and talk, I'm, hey, I'm man, game. Anytime you ever need us to uh, do anything for you, just all you need to do is ask. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Hey, right, thank, thank well, you. Yeah, don't hang up quite yet. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> what else we got on the website, Jack? Oh, we got show recaps, videos and trailers, photos of any of the topics we've talked about that you can't see on the podcast. You can see on the website. We have the Candair Video Game Store, Comic Book Store, and Movie Store. Nice. You can also find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Can underscore Air. You can put a visual with the audio for once. Um, anything else, guys? We need more people in the GTA crew on Grand Theft Auto 5 oh, for the PlayStation oh, 1. Or no, 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 Xbox One. Or Xbox One, well, yeah. PlayStation One. <laughs> Xbox One. That'd be a glitchy game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a PlayStation guy. Oh, oh. We won't hold that against you. <laughs> the DC of consoles. Uh, oh, <laughs> you can run around the game wearing a Candair t-shirt. Oh, yeah, that, that could be you. Imagine it. Just reach out to us on our uh, website and let us know, and then we'll give you our username. You can join the Candair GTA 5 crew. <laughs> How badass does it get? <laughs> not We're not a bunch of hunks. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I'm Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jeff Holcomb. And I'm Frank Mueller. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> Another great episode of Canned Air, huh, sure Timmy? Was. Let's go outside. All right. Hey, kids. Oh, my God, who's that? It's Creeper, the worst G.I. Joe character ever made. That's right. I heard you guys were going to go outside. Why don't you stay inside and go to www.cannedairpodcast.com where you can get the scoop on past episodes, see movie trailers, and go to the Canned Air game store, video store, and comic book store. Yay! With cannedairpodcast.com, we'll never have to go outside again. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. But that's let's move right into. I didn't think he'd jump in that dread I thought he was playing. Blah. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotus, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever you know i think the pause right there is probably more important than the word amazing athletes like boxing champion buster douglas when a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up that's when i knew it was over yeah Yeah. right and yes bigfoot chasers do you believe in bigfoot and if so does he really eat beef jerky (laughs) the bigfoot thing is people have seen these and and i've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it it's whiskey business with dino tripotis join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.